It's on the outside, straight through the centre of them. Pass is going to gallop away. He beats Edwards. It's an amazing individual try. Welcome to... Mate, this is the first official podcast back. Yeah. So welcome, mate. Yeah, no, great to be here, Sam. Should be a great season for the Broncos. It's only stage. Great piece of footwork, but he got that one. And he'll score a try. Katoni stays. I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you rather have uh, feet for hands or hands for feet? <laughs> now, it's a dummy to five day, and then it's gone to Perry, gone to Big Seven to see if I'll look out, here he comes. But before we start, I actually do have to apologise. I think I know what this is. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... You got away with it too, I, I did get away with it. Well, what defence by the Bronco! Oh, was it? What? Well, welcome back to the Broncos podcast. I am Sam Thiday, and that's a bit different this year. Uh, I've, I've lost my, my partner in crime, uh, who used to do the Broncos podcast with me, Darrell Yao Yi, but I've picked someone else up along the way. Literally just hick, hitchhiking along the road, uh, picked him up. Uh, it is uh, producer Shad. He's going to be joining me this year. Uh, he's supposed to be the voice in the background, to be honest, but I think you're going to be fairly dominant. I know that you are a, a footy fan yourself, but uh, producer Shad, uh, welcome to the podcast, mate, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what this year brings, mate. Well, it's just a pleasure to be here. Um, just want to contribute to the team, mate, complete my sets and, uh, you know, just help the boys get up on top this weekend. But uh, anyway, this is a, a massive first show. Um, we've got uh, we've got some of the big dogs on here, to be honest. We, we've got Kevy, uh, the coach. Uh, we'll have a bit of a chat to him. Uh, we also have uh, Kurt Capewell, who's uh, been one of our key signings in the off-season for the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, brings a lot of experience, uh, grand final experience, and hopefully that can rub off on some of our players, uh, some of that experience. And also, We've got a bit of a game, and we haven't really come up with the name of the game, but it's it's something really simple, essentially. Yeah, I mean, we're going to test the wits of uh, the Broncos players, uh, see which ones are the smartest, which ones can float to the top with what the working title, I feel, is Sam's Simple Quiz. But we'll see how you feel every time we start this game. Yeah, I, I think I change it every time uh, we we play this game and, and every time we discuss this game as well. But we've got Adam Reynolds, uh, another one of our key signings, uh, who will be uh, playing this game to kick off the season. Now, this is uh, this is something that uh, we've been able to get him on the podcast. We can't get him on the field for round one, but you know, we our standards are high now. <laughs> we've got him on the podcast for the first one, yeah. for, for round one of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely... I think that's what the Broncos fans want too. They don't want him out on the field. They want him on Sam's Simple Quiz just to warm himself up for the season. It's going to be a great year as well. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what happens on the field, off the field for the Brisbane Broncos. And we get to deliver some of that news as well. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to be full of uh, hopefully real news, but there may be fake news as well, which is what we should probably get into next, Sammy, because there is a lot going on ahead of round one for the Brisbane Broncos this year. Broncos News. Broncos News. Broncos News. All right, Sam, let's get straight into some Broncos news ahead of round one for the 2022 season. Uh, The key signing, the biggest signing for the Broncos, the future captain of the Brisbane Broncos, Adam Reynolds, will not be playing round one against his former club, South Sydney, because of COVID protocol. Yes, that is correct. Uh, COVID, the gift that keeps on giving uh, to the whole world at the moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, huge news for the Brisbane Broncos. It was almost set up to be that uh, that fairy tale start to the season, having Adam Reynolds play against South Sydney uh, at uh, his new home. Uh, this year's a little bit different for the guys. 
they are not in a bubble, uh, which is great. It gives them the freedom and opportunity to actually live their lives because they um, have pretty much been going to training, uh, going home, uh, going to the shop to get groceries, going home, and that's all they've been able to do. Uh, haven't been able to have visitors at their house unless you play for the Dragons. You can have as many barbecues as you want. But um, <laughs> I, I think... The, the boys are the boys are doing their utmost best and, and and I know Adam Reynolds and I know how much of a competitor he is and how much he would have loved to have been able to play in this game uh, all of our players are are all triple vax that they, they do rat tests every morning before training uh, if that uh, test does come up as a positive test they are turned away straight away but it's absolutely um, crazy, the numbers, actually, to be honest. I think 90-plus percent of all of our players at the moment have had COVID at one point in time, and it's something we're going to have to manage throughout the year. I think the team that manages it the best uh, will be uh, one of the more successful teams. I think the Broncos have gone probably over and above. At the end of the day, it's better for one player to get COVID than have four or five players out of your starting team. So... Yes, it just happens to be one of our best players in Adam Reynolds, and he does miss round one. But uh, how good's round two going to be? Well, let's just hold him off and just keep him back for the uh, Broncos-Cowboys game. And NRLW, the Broncos are off to a flying start yet again. 2-0 and for the season. Looking forward to later on uh, this season when we'll catch up with some of the girls and hopefully they continue this great run of form. Brown back towards the centre. Millie Boyle! Millie Boyle! for the scoring this afternoon for the Brisbane Broncos. The premier prop in NRLW scores. And of course, they'll be playing this Sunday, Combank Stadium against the Dragons. Hopefully going to make it 3-0. Another comprehensive victory for the three-time defending premiers. The team list has come out and the captaincy has gone to another key signing of the Broncos for round one. Yeah, Kurt Capewell. Um, how good uh, for such a young fella like him. Uh, he started his rugby league journey at the Brisbane Broncos uh, and uh, it's kind of come full circle. He's had a lot of experience now going away. Uh, and these are all things that we get to talk to him about, actually, because we get to catch up with him and have a bit of a chat. Uh, well, you've been a captain of the Broncos, Sam. What was it like the first, like, first time you got to be captain? Like, What was that experience going out there? Was it different to just going out any other game? Yeah, it's... It's a little bit scary, to be honest. Um, you, you know, you kind of go through your head uh, and you go through and you think about what you need to go out there and do and, and what type of leader you want to be. Uh, do, you want to, do I want to be a leader that leads by example? Do I want to be the guy that's, uh, you know, uh, roaming all over the field, just uh, yapping the whole time? Uh, so these things would have gone through his head, um, you know, throughout his preparation this week. Um, but I'm, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll definitely be a, a leader who leads by example. Um, should we steer ahead now to this weekend? It is going to be the Broncos versus South Sydney. Um, what are your thoughts? It's a tough outing for the first one. Two teams with a few changes. What are you feeling about this weekend? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a game that I've been really looking forward to, to be honest. Seeing the Broncos play South Sydney. How good uh, and, and what a great way. Uh, this would be a great measuring stick for us. Um, you know, South Sydney have had a few big changes within their squad, uh, in their coaching staff as well, but they're still a force to be reckoned with. And 
this is a great chance and opportunity for some of our young guys to go out there uh, and, and really uh, shine in this first uh, match. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as well because it is a makeshift halves pairing at the moment. Uh, Walters and Kelly are going to be steering the team around, which is not what anyone thought was going to be the case this first round. No, not at all. And, and the funny thing is that uh, you know earlier on in the uh, or in, in the in the off season, Kevy was joking about making Billy Walters <laughs> captain. So I was actually surprised when the team got announced that uh, he didn't have the C next to his name. Uh, you know, being the the favourite child that he is um you know i thought that uh, he might get that and but. sam big one uh, for this week round one sees four debutantes we've got kurt capel of course the captain ryan james billy walters and tyrone roberts all putting on the broncos jersey for the first time um, billy walters and uh, albert kelly get their chance the opportunity to have their first crack and this might even be a, a bit of a trial for both those guys too going forward so uh, adam reynolds will slot back into this team at some point in time so it'll be whoever one out of the, uh, these two guys uh, really stand up and uh, you know uh, play play their role within the team that might get that chance of opportunity next week. Well, you are chatting to Kevy Walters very soon, so it might be nice if you can just sneak in a little bit of uh, queries about Billy Walters and the potential C next to his name for the next week. Mate, that's uh, that's what I do best. I uh, throw those little sneaky questions in, so uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that chat with Kevy. Uh, seeing as we are talking about Kevy, we are catching up with him very soon on the Broncos podcast, Sam, but the Bronx have actually extended him for one more year to 2023. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's a, it's a great chance and opportunity for Kevy to play, uh, well, not play, sorry, uh, it's a great chance and opportunity for Kevy to... If COVID keeps to, going, it might have to. Well, if COVID <laughs> does keep going, you never know. Imagine that halves pairing. Uh, you'll have Alfie Langer and Kevin Walters back. They're bringing back 92. How good. It's been 30 years since uh, they won the grand final in 92. So you never know. Retro round, we might roll out Alfie Langer, uh, Kevin Walters in the halves. Put uh, imagine putting uh, the pearl in the centres and then have Al- and then having uh, Selwyn Cobbo on the wing. So the the two Sherberg Hornets out there. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of the Broncos news. It's time to get into what this podcast is about, and it's chatting to some of the big names at the club, and it can't get any bigger than our next guest, Sam. Yep, that's right, 100%. Uh, It doesn't get any bigger, even though he's short. uh, It doesn't get any bigger than uh, speaking to uh, the coach of the Brisbane Broncos. So uh, I'm going to catch up with Kevin Walters right now. Welcome to... Mate, this is the first official podcast back. Yeah. So welcome, mate. Yeah, no, great to be here, Sam. Um, Looking forward to... Should be a great season for the Broncos. Yeah, mate, uh, I've got a little thing just to start off with, just to break the ice a little bit. I've called it 10 in the min. Now, uh, I haven't talked to the people in the budget department yet. We don't have a a physical bin to pull numbers out of. So if you can just give me three numbers between 1 and 10. Yep. And then I've got some random questions here and we can just break the ice a bit, mate. So pick three numbers between 1 and 10. Okay. We'll go from there. 1, 6, 7. 1, 6, 7. All right. Oh, a spine. I like that. Got to have a good spine, Sam, or you're no good, mate. All right, here we go. Question number one on my uh, 10 in the bin is, best player you ever played with and why? Alan Langer. Uh, I've played with some great players, Wally Lewis, uh, Darren Lockyer, Gordon Tallis. um, But I've got to say, Alfie, uh, to be fair to to the King, we love the King. I didn't catch the King at his best. I played against the King at his best, but not with him. So I'm going to go Alf Langer. He just... Just could do anything on a footy field for his size. Um, a lot of guys were big talkers in games, but he just did all of his talking uh, with his with the footy in hand. So, yeah, he's, he's the standout, mate. Who's taller out of the two of you? I'm, I've always been tall enough. Yeah. Even when we were born, I was taller than him. So. Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, question number six on my little list is, uh, oh, it's a little game of what would you rather? Oh, okay. I'm happy to play that, yeah. Sam. Yeah. All right. Uh, what would you rather? Uh, would you rather have uh, feet for hands or hands for feet? <laughs> Hang on now. Just remember I'm from Ipswich. So yeah. feet for hands. Or hands for feet. Uh, so you'd have you'd have two sets of hands or two sets of feet. What oh, would you rather? Two sets of hands, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to be eating with your feet, do you? You don't, mate. And you know, um, yeah, two sets. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, two, yeah, you're right. So <laughs> two sets of hands. <laughs> two sets of hands. Yeah. All right. What would we? you? What do you prefer? Yeah, I don't know, because just something weird about having feet where your hands are. Again, like I'm all about eating, so you know, I like to get. <laughs> sometimes I like to eat a curry with my hands and get stuck in there. And yeah. So bit, couldn't do that with your toes and that. No, nah, you? you couldn't. Wouldn't be you the couldn't. same. Unless you were into feet. Are you into feet? No. No? no not no. one of your things? Not right, one of my fetishes. Uh, and number seven yes. on my little list, if you could tell your 15-year-old self anything, what would it be? Uh, try harder at school. Be a bit more dedicated with your schoolwork and stop crying so much, you big sook. <laughs> Nothing's changed, mate. No, it hasn't, actually. No. I've always been... That emotional type of person, I remember as a 15-year-old, we went to, it might have been 13 years old, we went to a carnival up in Bundaberg, southeast Queensland carnival. So there was Ipswich playing in it, Toowoomba, and um, Wide Bay was the other team playing, or might have been Brisbane playing in it, and they picked a southeast Queensland team. So my brother Kerrod got picked in the under-13s, my brother Andrew got picked in the under-14s, Alfie was playing in the under-14s, and I missed out on the under-13 team. And I cried all the way home from Bundaberg, and about halfway home... The bus that the whole team was on pulled over and they got in contact with my parents and they said, you've got to get this kid off the bus. <laughs> He's annoying everyone. So I went Mate. two hours on the bus crying and then two hours with mum and dad sobbing. Yeah. Sobbing. Oh, well, it's, people say uh, crying, it's, uh, it's showing emotion, showing yeah. feeling. Mate. Well, I am it's, an it's emotional person. And, it's pride and passion, mate. But, well, it is. It is that. But sometimes you've just got to stop the tears, mate. You know. Yeah. And my brother Stephen used to always say that, if I couldn't throw a six at Monopoly as a kid, I used to start crying. So it's not just the emotion, it's yeah. winning, I guess, wanting to win. And Anyway, I still cry these days, but for the right reasons. Now, you, you've mentioned nearly all your brothers in that, yeah. in that little uh, answer, but uh, tell us about your brothers growing up, uh, competitive environment. Yeah. Uh, was rugby league always king in, in your house? Yeah, it certainly was. In Ipswich growing up, um, so I was born in Rocky, but we moved to Ipswich very young. Yeah, the old, with the older brothers, there's always backyard footy on. The Langers used to come around occasionally, once a month for, you know, a bit of Norse versus Swift sort of stuff. And yeah. I mean, Dad used to be involved with it. He was refereeing and he'd, he'd also um, bring the hose out for the trial. And while the hose was there, he'd be hosing these tomato bushes and Mum would be on the stairs, sort of half refereeing as well. And we we believe she invented the sin bin, Mum, yeah. with, that, with Dad's hose. So yeah. it, ever, it got a bit... Rough and tumble. Bit rough and tumble. Well, someone started crying. Um, they got sent to the sin bin and they got the hose on them put the, to cool down. Cool down. I like <laughs> cool that. Down. I like that. So, yeah. And, and then Dad, in the end, when Lane Park got lights, Merton Street yeah. got lights. So Dad put a floodlight in so we could play in, into the night. So, yeah, it was bloody great. Great times. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, Lane Park there. Now, there's an infamous story or a famous story uh, about yourself uh, oh, your family breaking into Lang Park yeah. back in the day. Was that to watch the first State of Origin? First State of Origin game, yeah. So my brother Brett was playing in the under-18 game. Um, so we, um, Dad loaded us into the Kingswood. We had a Kingswood station wagon. And so Brett was already there at the ground. So there was uh, the other four kids, Mum and Dad, and we got to take one of our mates. So 
we're sitting in the car all the way down to, to, to the game. And when we got there, because we got, we got there pretty early, but the crowd was just unbelievable. They were Massive. Right back around from Castle Main Street, right up to um, nearly the brewery. And, um, and, Dad, and of course, there's no book your tickets before you go, no ticket tech or anything those days. It was just buy, buy a ticket the at gate. the gate, yeah. yeah. So um, Dad was a carpenter and um, he had a pair of pliers in the, in the boot and he cut a hole in the fence at the uh, Milton Street end for us to, to get through because we, we wouldn't have been able to see him. We would have missed the, the game. The game. game, yeah. Yeah. So through we go and along and everyone else saw what we were doing. So there was about 10,000 Queenslanders got through that rabbit hole in, in the fence then uh, just piled through there. It was just amazing then. Of course, my brother played. I think he lost my brother. But then when Arthur Beetson ran out um, for Queensland for the first time, uh, the first Indigenous player to captain Queensland, they just the, the, the roar at the stadium, it still stays with me. I get a bit emotional about it as well. Just one of those moments in time where it just stays with you, you know. And then, because I'd never seen Arthur Beetson play live, and then he just, the first couple of tackles and scrums, he was just belting the shit out of New South Wales. <laughs> um, and just showing his true colours for, for the Maroon jersey. So from that day forward, I always wanted to get back to that arena. Because it was the first ever state of origin game. It's grown into such a monster now. Massive now. We've both been fortunate um, to, to play state of origin football for Queensland. And you know the special feeling that it is, particularly when you win. And um, I guess a lot of that goes back to, to Arthur in, in that moment there. And then... Then after the game, uh, it was everyone was so happy that Queensland won because we never used to win much in those days. We came down in the Kingsford and we went home. We found a BMW to drive home in Sam. Yeah. So we, well, there's a little bit of stretching the story there, but good old Ipswich BMW going home. Yeah. yeah. It was a great night, though. I remember it as clear as day. And just even being on the hill, because uh, it was terraced then, there was no, sta- no stands or anything, and just being amongst the, the, the Queenslanders and... A lot of them were having quite a good time filling up with the forex and whatever, so it was a, a great experience. You talk about playing State of Origin. We're just looking at there's a uh, a poster, or a framed picture of you here uh, in the room that we're in at the moment. But uh, the stats all wrong on it. So yeah. you, it says you've played uh, 271 games for uh, the Broncos. Yeah, well that's as, correct. As captain, you played 44 games, uh, 20 Tests for Australia, and uh, 10 Origins. But you, it's you got to flip around. that over. Yeah, all I played around. 20 Origins for Queensland and, and 10 Tests. So um, very fortunate in both those arenas with the Origin. You know, coming, I sort of came in. My first game was in uh, 1988. Mel Meninga was crook on match eve, and um, so they actually had a jersey made up for me with uh, number four with Walters on it, which was um, pretty pretty amazing. Would they cut Mel's jersey in half so you could wear it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they got a jersey from somewhere. I don't know how in those days. Um, So I I sat on the bench, and then I came on as number four for Queensland in my first ever Origin. That was in 19. 89. I played a lot off the bench. Alf calls me different names and things. Being a bench. Utility with ability. Yeah, yeah well, that yeah. Was, wasn't one of the years, but that would have been something I could have come back at him with. <laughs> it would have been nice. It was a little bit more degrading him. than what he what yeah. he used to say to me. Splinter but checks. It, yeah, that's yeah. All, all the yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be involved in in that space, you know. Um, and particularly, uh, you know, coming back then was a great era for Queensland. Um, back end of Wally Lewis's career and Gino and um, Greg Dowling, Gene Miles, all those guys, a, a fan, you know, fantastic era for Queensland. Yeah, and now you're a coach, mate. Um, mm. You've been around for a little while now. You, um, you're my first coach I'll, here. I coached you here, Sam. Back in, uh, what was that, uh, 2003, Clyde Styles coach. But then yep. uh, you're also Broncos assistant coach that year. Uh, you're assistant coach for 
uh, a few years there. I uh, went over to France. Yep. Coached over there at uh, Le Catalans. Uh, yeah, came back. And um, you're here at the Broncos now, mate. Yeah. When did that uh, decision uh, About come? the coaching? About coaching, yeah. Oh, really, it was, the, it was the sort of the, the last few years of my career. I started writing down a lot more notes and just taking a bit more notice of what Wayne was saying and why he was saying it. So, um, yeah, I always felt that once I transitioned out of playing that coaching um, would be something that I want to maybe stupidly um, get into because it's, it is a bit of an indifferent world, but you've got to be passionate about something and that was my, that was my real passion. So I'm actually a carpenter by trade. So back in the olden days uh, when players had jobs and then we just came here and trained of an evening, um, I, I did my carpentry apprenticeship, finished it, and then sort of Super League came in. So I hadn't worked since as a carpenter since probably you never have to work again after Super League era do you oh well no there was some good coin (laughs) floating around Sam I've got to say well our wages virtually doubled overnight so you know we're very again fortunate time for us in the game and to see where the game is now it's great you know and the vision of those people back then you know the John Revos and the like to expand our game and uh, let it become fully professional terrific work from them and you know, I'm sure everyone today in the NRL are enjoying the spoils of their work. You're also a dad of five kids. A majority of them are all grown up now yeah. and moved out of home. But uh, yeah. what's harder, coaching or being a parent? Oh, certainly coaching. <laughs> you know, and I love, I love um, both. Jo- I won't call parenting a job, but you can't smack your kids. No. You could smack a player. Well, you, you, you could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> you could in my day, Sam. I can tell you, I got a few in my youth as well. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I love being a dad. That's you know, that's one of the things. And and you remember me uh, as remember coaching, the boy, I remember the, the kids, boys, yeah. kids coming here, Billy and Jack young, and young. Jet. They were you know only nine. Yeah, I, I love very passionate about coaching, particularly here at, at this great club. And mm. um, I'm really fortunate to be back in a position here where we are, and excited about you know what lies ahead for us. You know, last year wasn't so great, but um, we had to, to change some things and, and turn some things around, which I thought we did. And now we've. We've got a lot more settled uh, roster now and coaching staff, so we'll see what the season brings. But I'm generally bloody excited. I had to make some tough calls and move yeah. some players on and move some staff on. Yep. Um, what excites you, though, about uh, the players that we have got at the club and, and the new staff members that are here as well? Yeah, well, um, for mine, it's the the experience that, the, that they bring in. Um, we sort of, for whatever reason, lost... Um, you know the chain of events where young players like you came in, you get taught by Webke and Gigi and Thorny, and then you you become the leader, and then the next generation come through and they learn off Sam Thido. Well, for whatever reason, the change in um, coaches and staff and whatever, we sort of lost lost our way a bit. Yeah. Um, so we had to go outside the circle and, and bring some experienced ones in, which we have in Adam Reynolds, Kurt Capewell, and um, Ryan James. So they've been. Um, a godsend for our younger players coming through to have that you know leadership around them, and uh, I'm just you know looking forward to seeing the results of that. It's been great around the training environment, but as you know, Sam, what happens at training doesn't always happen you know in a game, and the games where it really matters. And of course, we get our chance this Friday night against the Bunnies to to see where we're at. Who's come back this year and really surprised you out of, out of all the players? katoni uh, has been really good um, with his work. It's been a long off season for him. And I've been impressed by the work of Payne Hass and Tom Flegler, uh, Keenan Palacio. A lot of our younger middle forwards are, are really enjoying the challenge with the more senior guys around them to, to step up. And, you know, Adam Reynolds coming in has just been a godsend for, for me and all the coaching staff. 
given his experience and his knowledge about the game, and he's a only a, as you know with halfbacks hand, they're cheeky little yeah. buggers, so he's got a bit of cheek in him. But also when it's time to train and you know be switched on, he's he's all over it. So yeah, he's been a, he's been a godsend for us, and he hasn't even. Well, we'll see on Friday night again, yeah. and he's playing against his old team, so there's plenty at stake. Now, um, throughout this season, who's someone that will play for the Broncos uh, that people should uh, keep an eye out for? Uh, there's a couple of the younger kids coming through that may not be there on Friday night, but uh, Dean Mariner is one, young centre, and I don't want to put too much pressure on these kids, but he's he's been exceptional throughout the pre-season. We sort of called him in because we got a few injuries in the outside backs through the pre-season yeah. just to make the numbers up for training, and he he's really excelled. Um, certainly, uh, Selwyn Cobbo. Everyone's probably aware of Selwyn. Um, he had a terrific game in the Indigenous game a few weeks back. He's gotten bigger, yeah, stronger. Well, he's, another, and that's going to happen gym, yeah. again. That's, this year is his first full pre-season with yeah. us, so I expect him to, you know, to get to a level where he becomes a really good player for us. Uh, and the other one is Ezra Mam, who's coming through another younger player. He, he seems to me to be one that's a, a long-termer for us. In, you know, in a key position. I could r- rattle off a lot of names here, yeah. Sam, because I've been really impressed with, with everyone in their pre-season, uh, particularly the younger ones with these older heads around them have really you know, taken some really good steps in the right direction. I didn't uh, hear you mention uh, Billy Walters there. <laughs> well, um, no, well, Billy's... Um, he turned 28 uh, in February, Billy, which is bloody... Uh, I don't know where that time went. Maybe... Oh, we won't go down that path. That's all right. But good to have him back. Good yeah. to have him back. Great yeah. to have him back. And people say, you know, is it hard coaching your son? No, it's not. You know, um, when Billy comes into training, he's Billy Walters, the Broncos rugby league player. And when when he's not at training, he's Billy Walters, my son. But I, from the day he walked in, you know, always calling him out and saying good over him, just making just making a bit of a joke of it. Yeah. So that everyone was aware he was going to be captain there at one stage. He was. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. Heard that rumor. Yeah. Yes, but um, I may have started spreading that one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, but it, it's been it's been great having him here. Uh, I know he can add a lot to our side, and I'm sure he's in for a great season as well. Well, Kevy, I uh, wish you all the best this year, mate. Uh, Thanks, Looking Sammy. forward to Friday night and uh, what the season uh, brings. Well, we all are, Sam, and, and we're all, you know, we've got some question marks around the team and the players and and the coaching staff, everything about the Broncos. But I've got a really good feeling that this year is, you know, going to be a great one for the Broncos. Nice. Kevin Walters, thank you. Thanks, Sam. All right, coming up next, Sam, we're going to be chatting to the man who's going to be leading the Broncos out as captain this Friday. Um, you got to catch up with him before he had any idea this was going to be happening for his first game with the Bronx. Yeah, we had a chat to him last week, actually, and uh, he had no idea. And to be honest, Kevy should have just tipped us up for sure that uh, well, he would have known. So, uh, But uh, we got to catch up with uh, Kurt Capewell, uh, and uh, he has a... a, a a uh, bit of a funny little recipe uh, in there at the end of uh, this this chat as well, which I'm going to go home and try tonight. So uh, everyone else, if you're out there, uh, give it a crack. But uh, here is Kurt Capewell, and uh, this is a conversation we had last week. Kurt Capewell, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, I've got a bit of a game that I like to play just to break the ice a little bit, kind of just relaxes people. Icebreaker, I like it. It's... Um, um, we've got a, a, a few budget cuts here, but I've got some Kino cards because we're yes. at the Broncos Leagues Club recording this right now. So can you just pick uh, five numbers on there for me, please? What have you picked? Number 11, 11 12. 12. I like that. That's two of my uh, favourites. Yeah. 36. 36. 24. 24. 56 and 57. Oh, nice. 
All right, thanks for that, Shad. Uh, producer Shad's here. Can you, go, can you go put that on for me, please? Yeah, Appreciate sure that. thing, mate. Uh, you got the money I gave you before. Was it five bucks a game? Is that yeah, what you're playing? Sweet. High roller, eh? But actually, on this on this card, actually, between uh, number one and ten, just pick three numbers for me, please. Three numbers. Yeah. Okay. And are uh, you happy if we win any money that we can keep it? You can keep it, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Oh, if not, we'll donate it to charity, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, uh, um, Shad's a comedian, so that's a charity. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, you've picked uh, question number oh, four, five, and six. I'm glad that you picked four, five, and six. All right, so uh, here we go. Here's the, these are the ice-breaking questions. Nice. What would you rather? Would you rather be really, really good-looking or really, really smart? So I'm well, thinking like Jason Momoa good-looking, like yeah. good tats, good hair, good bone structure. you fan of the tats? Yeah, I like yep. his tats. He's got yep. good tats. Tough or stickers. would you rather be... Really, really smart, like Bill Gates type of smart. Probably smart. Like, you reckon? Yeah, I don't really care about looks too much. So, I like go that. with intelligence. Yeah, make a bit of money out of that. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I'm really smart too. <laughs> uh, number five, have you ever used one? And what is your cheesiest pickup line? <laughs> no, I don't really use them. Yeah. No. no. But um, you're with partner at the moment. No. No. No, single. Jesus, here yeah. we go. Single, but no, I've never had to rely on pickup lines, fortunately enough. Okay, because you're um, really smart. Because I'm really intelligent and I can hold a genuine conversation. What about this one? i got one for you. Uh, what do you call a row of people lifting mozzarella cheese? A cheesy pickup line. Hey, I'm <laughs> Sam. Nice to meet you. Yeah, that's good. You that's like good. that? Yeah. And the last one, a tower is... The group name of what animal? A tower. A tower ants. A tower of ants. Makes sense. Explain that one for me. <laughs> oh, you know, they're constantly helping each other out and lifting each other up. Yeah. I like that. That's that's thinking outside the animal box. I'm intelligent. Yeah, you are super intelligent. <laughs> um, but uh, it's actually a tower of giraffes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, have you heard of a, what's a, what's a flamboyant? You tell me. It's a it's a group of flamingos. Ah, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Well, there we go, mate. We've broken the ice. Ice is officially broken. Now, um, uh, Brisbane Broncos, or well, well, Brisbane itself, mate. You've made your way back. You've almost come full circle. Um, how are you enjoying being back in Brisbane? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, I got some family up this way, so it's good to be uh, back in Queensland and a bit easier to see all them and spend some time with their kids, which I. You know, haven't been able to do, especially the last couple of years with COVID. So, but um, yeah, to be back at the Broncos is awesome as well. It's um, always been a bit of a soft spot for me. This club, obviously, started my journey here at under 20s. So, yeah, to as you said, make the full circle and come back here, it's been good. Now, uh, last conversation I had with you, you were you're looking for a place, but you're looking around Eagle Farm, Ascot. Yes. Reason being, I don't mind the races. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a good social event and. Fortunately enough, the Broncos play a few Friday nights, so Saturdays are generally off. So yeah. uh, if I could get to the races every now and then, I thought it'd be good to live over in that, that side of town. You've found somewhere over that side of town yet? I haven't, no. I haven't. I've um, prices through the roof at the moment. And yeah. Why don't you just like uh, sell your grand final ring because you, you win another one here anyway? Yeah, well, that's always an option, but I'll wait till I win one to sell the last one, mate. All right. So, that? Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. 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 You love the horses? Would you ever own a horse or have you owned a horse? Yeah, I've got I've got a couple. I've got a little syndicate that I made with a few mates, just childhood friends. There's six of us in that. So I run that, which is you know, sometimes a bit, bit harder work than what it should be because those boys don't seem to pay on time very often. Yeah. <laughs> I'm footing the bill at the moment, but 
Uh, we've got we got I got three horses in that syndicate, just ten percent in each one. And uh, my brother, I'm not sure if you know, but he trains trains out of Toowoomba. He's he's a trainer up there, so I've got a horse with him. Oh, I've got two with him now. So yeah, I never ever own a horse outright. I just have you know five percent here or ten percent in the in the couples, and it's um yeah it's kept me interested and it's been a bit of fun. Uh, a perfect day off for you would be what? Well, I guess you know, I'm pretty outdoorsy type of guy. So whether it be a day fishing or lately I've been into my golf, so I'm trying to work and getting that handicap down. So I've played golf most days off lately, and um, yeah, just wake up, go for a coffee, play a bit of golf, relax. Yep. My uh, my handicap at golf is I'm terrible at it, so <laughs> that's my handicap. Um, does Terps play golf? You're talking about maybe moving in with Terps. Does he play golf? Um, he's told me that he plays it, but he's much in the same boat as you. He's not real good, yeah. but uh, he's getting back into it slowly but surely. So, yeah. Now uh, I, we we mentioned before you you come full circle. Uh, you've had a pretty amazing kind of uh, career thus far. Uh, was it 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014 here at the uh, Broncos I was, NYC? I was here, yeah, 20, 2012 and then half of 2013. And yeah. then I went down to Roosters, Roosters yeah. yeah, for the rest of that 2013 year. Yeah. And then... Came back, Ipswich Jets. Back, Ipswich Jets. I moved back out to Charleville and sort of give up on everything a little bit. But then the Walker brothers luckily gave me a ring, got me back at the Jets. And then I was at the Jets in 14 and then 15, we won the grand final at the Jets. Got picked up. By the Sharks after that. So the Sharks were 16 where they won the comp. Unfortunately, I was 18th man in the grand final. But uh, And then 2020 was my first year at Panthers yep. where we obviously went on to play in the final and lose it. Lucky enough that I made the Origin team that year too and we were the worst team ever and had that awesome upset. So, And then 21 was uh, the year we won it at the Panthers. You're a bit of a lucky charm. <laughs> essentially yeah. so you, you come back to footy after wanting to give it up going back to Charleville you win a grand final in the Queensland Cup uh, under the Walker Brothers you get picked up by the Sharks that year they win a grand final you're there for a few years then you head over to Penrith they make a grand final unfortunately you, you lose 2021 you win one surely you brought Bronx, some luck let's up here. go Get on hey, board. We're hey. going. I'm sure that a lot of the fans out there would uh, love to know that you brought some of that luck with you. But but when you signed with the Broncos, who were you excited to come up here and play with? Well, obviously, once Renault signed, um, you know, after playing against him for so many years, and he's a pretty high caliber player and controls the game really well. So I was looking forward to playing with him. But then, you know, every time we play against the Bronx, there's some of these young superstars that are just, you know, absolute freak athletes and. To have to play against Payne in Origin as well, yeah. <laughs> you just can't stop him, mate. And he can play eighty minutes; it's just unbelievable. So, you know, there's a handful of players in our squad that are just, you know, superstars. And to be able to come up here and, and just jump in and help out where I can, and yeah, and I think, I think, like I said, having Adam steer us around the park and take control of these young superstars, I think we got a good team. You talked about the State of Origin series you played when you when you won. You were the worst team or part of the worst <laughs> team ever to play for Queensland. What was that whole experience like for you? Oh, it was, it was surreal. Like, you know, as you know, growing up as a kid, you, you dream of playing Origin. It's, yeah. it's all it's only only game you want to play in. So to finally get an opportunity and, you know, to go on and, and do what we done that year was just, it was so special. And there's memories I'll have forever and something that I'll, you know, feed on for years to come when it comes to playing Origin. 
Now, uh, a charitable kid, um, absolutely love it out there. You've just recently been out there. Uh, what was it like going home? Um, you know, knowing that there's going to be a lot of Broncos fans out there as yeah. well. What uh, what was that? Uh, oh, adventure it was bloody like? hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. No, it was, it, was, uh, it was awesome to get back out there. Obviously, see everyone in the community. Um, catch up with Zorro, the mayor, the local butcher. Yeah. Um, threw a few Vegemite chops on the barbecue, which was good. Yeah, talk, talk to me about these Vegemite chops. What, yeah. what, what's these Vegemite chops? Yeah, you just throw a bit of Vegemite on your, on your lamb chops before you cook them. Um, crisp them up nice and, yeah, it tastes delicious. Well, there you go. Might have to try that one at home. Yeah, Vegemite on lamb chops, people. Get it, get it done. Yeah, I'll have to tell. All the fans out there, will, they'll definitely be trying that tonight for dinner. So, um, Kurt, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, I wish you all the best for the season. Uh, stay injury free. Hopefully you brought all that luck with you and uh, hopefully uh, we can have a big party at the end of the year. Sounds like a plan to me. Thanks, Hank. Well, it's uh, Vegemite on uh, chops for me tonight. Uh, I don't know what you're having for dinner, but uh, I'm going to give that one a crack. But uh, we're going to move on now to uh, this new game, uh, Sam's Simple Quiz or the simplest, simplistic quiz you have ever played. Whatever it is, I'm getting confused. I'm already confusing myself. And to be honest, I reckon if I if I played this game at the height of my career, I think I would have failed the game, which is unfailable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll try a few different games throughout the year. We want to try and have some fun and, and show uh, all of our fans and members out there the fun side of our players. They see the seriousness all the time. Um, you know, when they're doing their interviews and they're just throwing out classic one-liners, uh, you know, on the field when they're playing footy. So this is all about seeing the fun side of them. Uh, and uh, this is actually your idea, Producer Shad. This oh, game. wait, don't throw me under the bus, mate. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get to catch up asking the simplest quiz possible for our Broncos players. Can we catch them out with a few crazy curveballs? We'll have to find out as we get down with the captain. Well... Soon to be captain after his week off. Adam Reynolds is up next with Sam's Simple Quiz. Adam Reynolds, welcome to Sam's Sensational Simplistic Simply Simple Quiz. So it sounds really easy. Essentially, like I've, the, the answers are inside you. You just got to get them out. Yep. Um, 10 questions, 30 seconds. Uh, we'll have a leaderboard at some point in time. Yep. And... Uh, Hopefully, you'll be on top of that leaderboard. But uh, uh, Producer Shad's going to run it. I'm going to um, tick the boxes uh, to see if you get the questions right. Um, Producer Shad has been up all night um, doing these questions. Uh, and what did you Google? Um, simple kids questions. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. I did simple quiz for under threes. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, so, yeah. All my kids are older than three now. Yeah, so yeah actually. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Well, we'll have to see because we're going to have a leaderboard and we'll see where you stack up to the other Broncos. So as the captain, you would kind of expect you to be at the top of the list. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need you. Yeah, yeah we need you to lift here. Mm, lead by example. Um, they are super simple though. Yep. So, yeah. And we've got the timer. Uh, so I'll, um, I'll yell out stop when it's, uh, the 10 questions are done. Righto. Okay, 10 questions, 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, here we go. Your time starts now. What is three times three? Nine. Who is the captain of the Brisbane Broncos? Adam Reynolds. What's your pin number? Can't tell you. Is the earth flat? No. How many premierships have the Broncos won? NRL or all up? Oh. NRL two and six all up. What year did you debut? 2012. What's the difference between a halfback and a five-eighth? Not much. How many states in Australia? Oh, five. Six. What's your favourite colour? 
Blue. New South Wales or Queensland? Time. Oh. 30 seconds on the dot. What did I get wrong there? Uh, I don't know. I was just I was ticking and crossing there. I, I don't even have the answers here, to be honest. But the earth is flat. Mm. Yeah, did you not know that? Yeah. That's a conspiracy. Is it? Explain your workings. Yeah, tell me why it's If around. it's flat. Yeah. yeah. Why, is it, why is it not flat? Why is it not flat? A yeah. map is flat. If you roll a map out, it's it flat. It's very true. So when you fly around the world, yeah. are you flying... When you get off the edge... Yeah. Mm. How do you get back to the other side? They've never well, taken me to the edge, mate. Never, you've never been to the edge. Well, you can fly around <laughs> the world the whole way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if there's an edge, if it's flat, it's got to be... It's an oval. Yeah. It's an oval shape. Yeah, it's a little circle. Yeah. So it's round. It's a great theory, though. Mm. It's a great theory. Interesting. Tell yeah. us when you got the science to back that up, mate. Yeah. So it's round. Can I, can I hear your argument for flat? <laughs> no, no, we're just... Uh, that was the research that we read last night. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. stayed up pretty late, actually. Fair enough. Like, yeah. I was up to at least 9.30 last night. Mm, those brownies you made were delicious, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that was pretty damn good, actually. 30 seconds, you nailed it. Um, Question three didn't answer, though. I just kind of want to... Yeah, we could, we could pin number, out. sorry. Pin number? Yeah, you yeah. want to give that one to us? Oh, triple one. Three. Triple one, three. Yes. Okay, sweet. Um, have you got your credit card here? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. The crossroad there. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, mate. It hasn't got much in it. The wasp card does that. <laughs> oh, no. We've read the newspapers, mate. I think we know how much is in it. <laughs> well, that's us. Wrapped. Uh, how how much fun was that? Uh, we almost got Renault's uh, pin number, so I'm going to have to actually give you wallet back now because that's... I stole it when he walked in, so... Oh, jeez. Mate, I love him trying to pretend like he's got no money. Okay, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Chuck us a loan, brother. Something. <laughs> anyway, the game is uh, tomorrow night, uh, 7.05 kickoff. So it's an early one because of daylight savings in New South Wales still. Uh, and uh, just remember, get there early uh, because uh, Uncle Daryl's playing. And I'm not talking about uh, Daryl uh, as in uh, Darren Lockyer's <laughs> alter ego. I'm talking about Daryl Brown. <laughs> what an exciting year. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Producer Shad, thank you very much for joining me on the first one. You get the call up for round two, mate. So we'll see you f- yeah, for the next one. I'm going to be ready, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Before we go, though, Sam, what do you reckon score this weekend? Broncos South, what's it going to be? I think it's going to be a fairly close game, to be honest. I'm really looking forward to the battle of the Ford Packs. Um, I'm very biased. I'll probably say this in every podcast, to be honest, that <laughs> I'm looking forward to the battle of the Fords. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that Ford Pack really gels this week and takes on that South Sydney Ford Pack. I reckon there's eight points in it. Broncos by eight. All right, well, we'll catch you guys next week and hopefully we'll have Renault ready to roll for the Broncos as we kick off the 2022 season. That's almost a, that's almost a rap song right there. Renault ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, Renault is ready to roll. He's ready to rock. He hasn't got COVID any. Yes, I'll work on that next week. I'll tell you what, you work yeah. on those lyrics <laughs> and we'll see where we go next week. It's looking like a solid crowd for tomorrow night's game as well, but there's still tickets available. So make sure you go to broncos.com.au and secure the edge of your seat by becoming a Broncos member. Hit up broncos.com.au to lock one in. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it now and keep up to date with the Broncos and all the best interviews you can get. This is the Broncos podcast.